Good morning, Red Sea, and welcome in to the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless. I'm your host, Felipe Corral Jr., joined by Jody Jackson, Craig Rilu, and Rolando Cantu as we recap yesterday's 34 to 10 loss to the Carolina Panthers. And guys, it was destined to happen, right? As we get into the main dish here at the top of the show, just kind of the energy was off, the timing was off. It was just an overall disappointing effort by the Arizona Cardinals, as said by players, by coaches. Overall, just wasn't their day on Sunday. And hey, at some point, they were going to face adversity through the this long NFL season, and it happened to come in week 10 to the Carolina Panthers. Jody, just in general, what were your initial thoughts of yesterday's performance? Well, Felipe, I'll buy what you're selling on. You know, you're going to have a clunker in a season like this, especially 17 weeks now. Um, so maybe destined to happen, you know, possibly, but I didn't expect it to be 34 to 10. And I think there was a little bit of, I don't know, you guys can all relate, maybe you want to chime in, but I think the fan base, all of us in the media, maybe got a little bit spoiled with this team. You know, again, I don't want to list them all, but, you know, real quick, not having their coach, not having Kyler last week, not having D-Hop, not having, you know, losing J.J. Watt. And they still, uh, you know, they won that game against the Niners in pretty dominating fashion. They were close against the Packers. And so you kind of think, okay, maybe they really are bulletproof. Like, not that they're going to, you know, win every game and end up with only one loss, 16-1, and one, but, you know, really be competitive. But this was a total, I guess if you're going to have a clunker, uh, have a doozy of of one possibly, you know, as long as it doesn't carry over at all into a big Seattle game, Felipe. That's, I think, the big concern for most people is just, hey, you know, we understand it's not your day, but can you get those things fixed? You know what, it's Jody? Regroup. You're right. You're right. I mean, everybody, the expectation up in the broadcast booth, the press level was like, okay, we got this. Carolina's coming in. They just signed Cam Newton. How, how effective can Cam Newton yeah. be in five or six different plays? And, oh, my God. <laughs> Smacked right in the mouth quickly, early, just like the, the way Car the Cardinals have been doing uh, this season. But let's be honest, guys, this 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 effort was not expected. I mean, you want to fight, you want to make sure scheme wise you're there, and it just did not go our way yesterday. The other thing is, you know, the, the Texans game was one where they got smacked in the mouth, right? But they oh. but that it quickly turned, and the Cardinals took control of the game. You know, again, and, and so this time, and I know some people aren't fans of the term complimentary football, but I really am. I mean, I, I think it happens at all levels and even at this pro level where you would think, okay, everybody's singular in your, in your mission and, and you can get things done and turn a game. But, you know, every time, even when the defense did make a play here or there, you know, the offense couldn't pay it off. And, and it's just, that whole thing spiraled downward and, and you're right, Rolando, it was a bad effort. It was not a good effort, um, Felipe. And I think that's, what's really disappointing. The fans, they, they were out in full force. Um, I actually coming in, I was pretty pumped up a salute to service game. I saw a lot of Tillman jerseys. I saw the salute to uh, service camo jerseys. And I, I saw the fan base ready to see a great effort. And that's another thing this team has to figure out how to win at home, be dominant at home. Um, you know, I, I, they don't have to be dominant, but, you know, be give that better effort that we've seen on the road at home. Yeah, let, can I, let me bring in Craig because, you know, he hosts the, the post-game show on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. And, you know, you had a couple of angry, you know, not not the happiest fans on that post-game radio. But let, let's put it all, in, all into perspective, right? No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, which last week wasn't necessarily – you know, nobody necessarily complained about that. 
But now you don't have Justin Pugh, you don't have Max Garcia, you don't have Chase Edmonds. I mean, those are all key guys on that offensive side of the ball. You know, how do you you think that attributed to yesterday's performance combined with just like the energy not being there? I like how Jody set this up because a week ago, missing all of those pieces offensively, I think maybe that was to be expected, the performance on Sunday on the road at San Francisco. But based off of missing those pieces and performing so well against the 49ers, now we expected this team to do it again. I admit it. I expected it. Next man up mentality. We all bought into it, yet it didn't happen. And you can lose. Look, teams are going to lose ball games. Not every loss is the same loss. Losing at home to the Green Bay Packers, easier to digest. Losing at home to the Carolina Panthers or the backup quarterback at home and getting embarrassed, that's not digestible. That gives you heartburn here on the morning scramble. So I fully accept everyone's angst and being angry about what happened because I'm right there. That should not have happened, period, especially at home, regardless of who you're missing. That was an unacceptable performance by this team. Now the question is, how do they respond? Because we can look back and say, oh, it's just one game as long as this team takes care of business now on Sunday at Seattle. And look, heading into halftime, I mean, it was 23-0, despite anything that's happening with the team in regards to injuries and whatnot. 23 to zero isn't necessarily the type of performance you want to put up at home. James Conner, I, I remember doing the halftime radio show in Spanish and I read the stats and I was in shock that he only had three rush yards in the first yeah. half. So even from that offensive line, Rolando, not having guys like Max Garcia and Justin Pugh, how did that really make a difference for that line? Oh, it affected it. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the rotation has has done their part, and Max Garcia has been a big component of it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Max Garcia at the right guard position it makes our offensive line better. Uh, we got beat yesterday. DJ Humphreys had, I think, oh, one of the worst games that I've seen him uh, have here with the Cardinals. I mean, he just got beat outside a couple of times, and that kind of set the tone for the protection scheme. We didn't really get that push from the, our interior linemen. Sean Harlow struggled a little bit. Also, uh, Josh Jones and, and he, Rodney was was there, but you know they could not really establish that identity. So we got we couldn't get the ball moving, guys. I mean, James Conner would go up into the hole, and he already had three four guys around him. So it, it was a tough thing to see because we've been we've been building off this running game, right? The short yardage is already there. Uh, we always you know once once Conner gets going, it's a hundred yards, you know, in combo or whatever from from the line of scrimmage, and just to see that not happening. That that really was the backbone of this of this game plan because you're going into a game where you have a tough front de uh, defense. And let's face it, Shaq, Tom Shaq Thompson, that guy's a, a tackling machine. He was in every single play in the backfield. I could not believe it. And, and you know, um, Hassan Reddy came back to the to, to the Bird Gang and really said, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand on the ground. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight." And he did, and he had a great game. So they were just up a little bit more than our offensive line, and it's tough. You go down so many points, Felipe, Craig, and Jody, and, and mentally you go into a locker room and it's like, okay, what do we need to do? Let's scratch this side of the playbook because we got to get back into, into the playing field, and that just didn't happen. So, you know, yeah, the effort wasn't there. They just got beat, Felipe. Rolando, real quick, and Felipe, if you don't mind me jumping in. Yeah, when I saw the inactives, 
okay, everyone's eyes went to Murray and Hopkins. And then I think it was just that happened to be at the bottom of the list. It was, uh, you know, Justin Pugh and Max Garcia. And that's, you know, when you think, okay, Pugh's a guy that's played a lot these last few years there. And we talked a lot about when Rodney Hudson was out, how big that was. Justin Pugh being out is big. Max Garcia, to your point, Rolando. And then, you know, all of this was swirling, right? Guys that had motivation like Reddick, even Zane Gonzalez, Cam, Cam Newton, you know, brought them a lot of extra juice. So there was a lot kind of swirling. And then, and then the fact that the Carolina defense is really good, you know? Right. So um, a lot was kind of stacking up Felipe against the Cardinals leading into this one. And then the name of Kevin Beecham, the sky isn't necessarily falling. They're still at the top of the throne. They're still eight and two tied for the best record in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, the Packers own that tiebreaker. And also in the name of Marcus Golden, hey, it's time to get back to work for the Arizona Cardinals because they have an important divisional matchup on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, it's going to be a good time to hopefully get guys like Kevin Murray back, like DeAndre Hopkins back you know, get that run game going in week 11. Hopefully Max Garcia, um, you know, gets healthy this upcoming week. Justin Pugue as well. The, all, all those guys are key elements for that offense. They're the reason why they're eight and two. So hopefully, you know, everybody gets healthy. This is me spreading the, the positivity, you know, vibes. <laughs> hopefully everybody gets healthy. I ran into Max Garcia this morning and I was just like, hey, bro. Let's get to him, man. You know, hopefully he's good. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm trying. So the effort is there. And you know these guys want to win. And hopefully they turn the ship around in week 11. So how about we get into our rise and shine? There were still, you know, a couple of players. And I know Craig might throw a little curveball to us. But there were still a pair of players that um, that really, you know, they kept their momentum going. Jody, where do you, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, safety Jalen Thompson here, a guy we've talked about on the show quite a bit because I don't think he gets the love that maybe he deserves, certainly not nationally, but even locally. And so he made a couple of plays. I think the hard thing with this one, uh, with the rise and shine player guys, is, you know, no one stood out for more than a few flashes. Now, I didn't like go back and watch Jalen the entire game and grade him out, yeah. but we saw the interception. And I think it was especially nice after, you know, Jordan Hicks had the interception that wasn't. And everybody got a little excited about that. And so then Jalen had that legit interception that he was able to uh, get in the air on the fly and, and make that play. And then he had a couple nice tackles. Um, I know, uh, I think it was when Newton was in, he ran a, a little pass to the sideline and Jalen had a tackle for loss there on that particular pass play. So there were some good plays from Jalen Thompson. Um, am I kind of digging here? Yes, I am. But <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there, Jalen. Keep up the good work and be ready for Seattle. And there's someone that's not going to dig, and I'm interested to see how he twists this around. But, Craig, <laughs> come on. Let me, let me get this curveball, the sinker, you know, outside. It might not be a popular opinion here on the morning <laughs> scramble. Yes, there were a handful of plays, if you will. But if you're looking for a rise and shine player, I can't find one. I'm not going to give one here after week 10. An offense that sets season lows in points, total yards, net passing yards, net rushing yards, and first downs. A defense that can't stop Christian McCaffrey, who by himself nearly outgained the Cardinals on offense. I'm sorry, there might have been a few flash plays, but there is not a single individual on offense or defense that deserves, in my opinion, a rise and shine. You lose like that, 
You don't deserve to be recognized. But that's my opinion. Rolando, what do you got? Well, I get you, Craig. The post-game show sometimes is rough, and you've been going at it. I mean, you've had eight, nine weeks just just kind of cruising, cruise control, right? Uh, I feel you. You know what? But I have to I have to pick one because I feel the effort, uh, just seeing the guy fight through it was there. Uh, maybe his blocks weren't there, but I got to give it to James Conner. James Conner, the big guy, don't, don't get – I mean, don't get down on this. You will always have a down game, but – I think our run game has to be what carries us the rest of the way. We know injuries are going to come. We know how D-Hop sometimes is not available every single week. And, and the air game, if Kyler is not there, it changes a lot. But one thing that we do have to be consistent at is running the ball. And James Conner, for me, really had that effort even in the fourth quarter. I mean, he scored that touchdown. Yes, there was only 65 yards rushing uh, the entire night, but – uh, I think this guy has it. We've found a running back that can carry the load. It's just a matter of time it's for those blocks to come back, for that vibe to just carry over into the, the, the blocking schemes. And hopefully, hopefully this week against a, a, a rival opponent of our division, he, he'll show up in a big way. So I do have to give the rise and shine. My rise and shine is James Conn. There's nothing that gets me hyped on Mondays and – you know, hearing those thumps by Craig on, on this table of how passionate he is about on the morning scramble. You know, it's 10 a.m. Monday. I just had my coffee and then, you know, the caffeine's already running through my blood veins and uh, you just hear no, Craig's Felipe, passion. Felipe, you know? no coffee, no breakfast. I mean, it, that's just the morning I'm having <laughs> right now, man. So, yeah, I, know, I mean, I you know, you inspired this week. You know, you're going to have a rough morning scramble show here on the Arizona Cardinals Twitter account presented by Verizon when Rolando doesn't even bring cereal to the show. You know, that's I got a bottle of water, yeah. man. That's all yeah, I got. It's rough. And, and I it's do have empty. coffee. It's decaf. That counts. Water. It's decaf. Uh, water. See, no caffeine. No, we're acting like yesterday. You know, no energy. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's, I, I like that's it. Just... I like Craig though. There with like, hey, this is not about a participation trophy. Like, no, yeah. we're not just going to hand out the gold star. You know, for the sake of someone's got to get it. So they set courage, an expectation Craig. going back to week one. JJ Watt walking off the field. This is not a surprise. This is to be expected. So I'm feeding off of that, and I hope the fan base is as well. When you don't perform well, you deserve to be criticized. You deserve to get all the slings and arrows, because if we're going to praise you one week, then if you don't perform the next week with those same pieces, defensively, there was no one missing. And offensively, Justin Pugh missed last week as well. He was only in there for one series. So... The same players on the football field at San Francisco were the same players on the football field at State Farm Stadium. That's the disappointing part of all of what happened in Week 10, and doubly so that it happened in front of the home fans. You can't perform like that at home, and that, to me, you've got to be able to figure out a way to score points at home and feed off that energy. It's one thing to be road warriors, but you have to be able to protect the nest. Especially if you want to host a playoff game at home, hey, you got to perform a little bit better, well, way better than you did yesterday. But I'll wrap up this segment talking about uh, a guy that wasn't necessarily on the field these past two weeks. And I feel like people are, you know, kind of sleeping on the fact that Kyler Murray has been absent the past two weeks. Just obviously the success that they had last week. You didn't necessarily have to bring up that Kyler Murray missed, but you're starting to see 
the importance of having someone like Kyler Murray on your football squad. And I think it was evident yesterday because the big plays weren't necessarily there. Not There was nothing flashy about this offense that when Kyler Murray's on the field, you expect a 20-yard bomb to an A.J. Green who had one reception yesterday. You expect uh, a game-changing play to DeAndre Hopkins who also missed these past two weeks. You know, you at the end of the day, you're going to have to need someone like Kyler Murray and someone like DeAndre Hopkins on your side of, uh, of offense to really succeed and to get to the level that you built this team around. You built this team around Kyler Murray. So when he's not on the field, you expect some type of drop off. And yesterday's loss just made it that much more obvious that Kyler Murray needs to be on the football field every Sunday. Hopefully he's healthy because I personally think this upcoming Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks on the road, divisional matchup before your bye is a must win for this Arizona Cardinals team because we know the history of coming off byes. They tend to struggle a little bit. So you don't want to go into the bye week with the two-game losing streak. So Kyler Murray is the key to this team, the key, the foundation of this entire organization right now, especially on offense. So that's my rising shine. Because at the end of the day, Kyler Murray needs to rise and shine this upcoming Sunday. Felipe, I, I think I read the rule book wrong. I thought, Jody, wasn't the rise and shine, Craig, supposed <laughs> to be week by week? Like a guy who actually played, suited up? Someone on know. the field? I, I don't know. We need, I think in the offseason, we got to come up with, like, the rule book official. Because uh, yeah. we're kind of just guessing. We're making it up. But, look, Felipe, I totally get what you're saying. And if this team wants to go to the promised land, which is a Super Bowl, the way this team's played all season, I think those expectations are rising. I mean, in the building, outside of the building, and that's a good thing. But I'll say this. I mean, I think we all want to see a little more, including Colt McCoy himself, of what we saw last week. Now, that game, I mean, great game plan. Get the ball out. James Conner took over the game, much like Christian McCaffrey took over this game. And when you have a running back doing that, it's very hard to get back into the game because they were just possessing the ball just like the Cardinals were last week. But, you know, I, I agree with you. But on the on the other hand, if Kyler can't go against Seattle, you know, Colt McCoy has to play well. I think he has to play well. I think the line obviously has to protect him a lot better. Um, but, you know, and the Carolina Panthers were throwing a lot of interesting things, wrinkles defensively and offensively at the Cardinals. So just a, a, a down week for, for everyone. And I think Seattle though, you know, if anything, maybe it's a positive, a gut check, um, to come out this week and be ready. And, and then Colt McCoy said as much after the game, Felipe is like, he knows he's capable of better than what he did yesterday. Let me, I think let, me let me let me uh, back up my man Felipe here because <laughs> let me further his case. The best argument for Kyler Murray to be the 2021 MVP is Sunday. Without Kyler Murray on the field, what this team looks like, how they operate, versus when Kyler Murray is not playing notwithstanding the game in San Francisco. But you want to further Murray's case to be MVP? Show them the tape of Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers and what the offense did not do. There we go, Craig. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, there it's energy. See, look, he, he brought the fashion in his rise and shine, and then he's backing me up. That's the best. There's no better way to start on Mondays than to have my boy Craig back me up. And, and hey, Rolando, when you're the host, 
you know, when you're one of the producers, yeah, you change the rules. Have, That's fine. When, when you when you have a great relationship with your executive producer and Jacob Ortiz, I mean, you can kind of, you know, tinkle the rules here and there so that. You know, that's this is one of those few moments where I pull out that card and be like, yo, I'm the host. I can change it a little bit. I can call the audible. I'm the Kyler Murray of the show. So it happens. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I, you know, it's just so evident that they miss Kyler Murray. You know, the, the, the spark on offense wasn't necessarily there. And it was too obvious to pass that opportunity up. And hopefully, like you said, Craig, Sunday, yesterday was a perfect example of why he should be a top MVP candidate in the NFL season. And we always like those Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson matchups anyway. So there's no better way to, to catch that game on Sunday. And with that, that wraps up our Rise and Shine segment. Let's transition over to bringing home the bacon. And I'm glad I chose Craig because he already got me on fire. Craig, these types of losses have happen. What's next for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward? If you can zoom out, I know we were zooming in on Sunday and me more than many, the rest of you, but zoom out. Everything is still in front of this team at eight and two. You lead the division, your number two seed in the NFC. And this is not like the Cardinals are the lone exception to what happened on Sunday. You look over the last two weeks now, eight teams. It's a club the Cardinals do not want to be a part of, but they are in this exclusive club. Eight teams who entered the week in first place or tied for first place lost to an opponent that had a non-winning record for last week, for this past week, including the Cardinals. So it does happen around the National Football League, but I'll go back. If we believe what happened on Sunday is an anomaly, then this team has to perform in Seattle beat the Seahawks, go into the bye with a 9-2 and record and feeling good about themselves Otherwise, the narrative, the loud narrative around not only locally but nationally on this team is going to be Pittsburgh Steelers from 2020 all over again. Good start, but can you finish? And that's been a question mark that people have had with Cliff Kingsbury as head, the head coach. Can this team finish, not games, but finish out a season? Jody, quick thoughts. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to let this pile on. I mean, we saw with the Packers loss, you come back and, and you and you win the next game. So it's all about keeping it on track. Again, you are struggling with some injuries as and Cliff Kingsbury was quick to dismiss that after the game as, as an issue. And I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised that he would do that. But, you know, Colt McCoy is a little banged up now, too. So you have to figure that out. You have to be ready. Um, you know, hopefully Kyler's ankle is better. Hopefully, you know, you have a D hop there. But if not, you got to go. It's next man up has worked for this team. It just didn't work on Sunday. And uh, hopefully the Seattle, you know, they're facing the Seattle team that, you know, Russell Wilson is only one man and we've seen him do some superhero things in the past, but right now that's a team looking in the mirror, trying to figure out, you know, have they completely lost their identity? Who are they? So the Cardinals need to come out strong on the road as we've seen before and not let them get into this game, not give them any hope in this one. That's my thought going into this week. Rolando, final thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Our record is still positive. We're still up there. We're still the, – the, the mindset is still play. We, we, we know we can play in the month of January. So that, that's, that's on the table right now. I think going into Seattle, which is going to be a tough battle, you have to make sure and be smart. Let's see who comes back from injuries. Let's see if we're going we're gonna to hold them through the bye week, because that's going to be important in the long run. I think coaches 
and Steve Kime and everybody else in that building knows exactly what needs to be done. Put a game plan together and start chopping at this week. That's it. Well, you heard it here first. Sunday, week 11, the Arizona Cardinals visit the Seattle Seahawks. Kickoff is at 225 in important divisional matchups. Uh, important divisional matchup for the Arizona Cardinals heading into the bye in week 12. And then on Monday, obviously, there's no better way to start off the week than with the Breakfast Club. Myself, Jody Jackson, Craig Rilu, and Rolando Cantu here on the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless. Enjoy Sunday, and we'll catch you on next week.